hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. So if you're one of those people who gets stressed out over flying, the next time you fly, you might want to make it a more enjoyable experience by utilizing the offerings of a Plaza Premium Lounge. They're located in airports across the country and around the world. So in a few moments, we'll find out what they offer and what the experience is like. Plus, we'll head to Arizona and chat with travel writer Roger Naylor about his latest book, Arizona's Scenic Roads and Hikes. But we're going to start our podcast out this week getting some tips on what to do if your luggage is delayed or lost by an airline. It's actually the title of a blog on the Point Sky website, thepointsky.com. The author is Nick Ewan, who is the senior editor at thepointsky.com. And Nick joins us now to discuss it further. Hi, Nick. Hi, thanks so much for having me, Randy. Uh, this doesn't really happen very often, right? When you consider the amount of uh, baggage that uh, airlines handle every day, it uh, doesn't happen very often, but when it happens to you, it's a problem, right? <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to note that oftentimes people say, oh, the airline lost my luggage. And number one, that often means it's just delayed. It Mm. doesn't get to you immediately. Truly lost luggage where it never gets to you, that is exceedingly rare. But to your point, it's it's really important to be prepared and know how to handle both of those situations. Mm -hmm. And they're much better at tracking. Like technology is pretty amazing than it was, you know, a couple decades ago when they do uh, mishandle your luggage, right? Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're flying with a major airline, oftentimes the apps that uh, you should definitely download ahead of your flight, not just for your boarding pass and flight status, but oftentimes you can actually see my plane was loaded or my bag was loaded on the plane at this time. It was delivered to baggage claim at this time. So that can be really helpful. But if where things get a little more complicated is when you are flying internationally and especially connecting between two carriers, Mm -hmm. even if they are partners, oftentimes there are some issues that can arrive if you're going through an airport like Heathrow or Paris or some of these other large international connecting points. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about what to do then. Uh, Some of the points in your article, like it's a a great article, it's great advice, uh, are pretty straightforward, you know, but the one theme that I pick out is, uh, you know, stay calm, be patient, don't panic. (laughs) That seems to be the theme throughout no matter what. Yeah, I think travel in general, we all need to have our patience because things can obviously go wrong. But the first thing that you want to do from a practical perspective, once you've taken that deep breath, you realize that, all right, all the bags have been delivered. My bag is not among them. Then you immediately want to go to the airline luggage desk and every airline will have one. It, they might be staffed by contract employees at a larger airport. It might be full-time employees, but you immediately go to them, show them your baggage claim uh, ticket. So make sure you save that when mm-hmm. you check in and immediately have them file a claim and give them all the information about the bag, what it looks like, what identifications on there, and then give them where you are staying so that they would be able to then deliver the bag to you once it hopefully arrives either on a flight later that day or within the next day or two. Well, good point on that baggage claim ticket. I always stick it inside my wallet because I want it handy. I don't want to be looking through it. And you certainly don't put it in your luggage. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, definitely not. The nice thing, a lot of airline agents, when you check in, will actually go ahead and stick it right to the back of your boarding pass. Mm. So that's another reason why you may want to keep your boarding pass. I always keep mine, especially here at the Point Sky. We love our points and miles. Oftentimes that boarding pass can be proof if an airline doesn't credit your points or your miles correctly, but then it also has that baggage ticket associated with your reservation right there for you if this does happen. Mm-hmm. Well, then I guess it depends, too, whether you're arriving at your destination or arriving home. It's, uh, it seems to me it's not such a big deal if you're arriving home, you have all your stuff at home. It's not that bad. It's when you're going to your destination and you have all your stuff that you need for that destination and it's being delayed, right? Of course. And this is especially true if you're flying in and then immediately getting on a cruise or immediately being transferred to some other part of the country where it's not going to be as easy for them to get the luggage to you. But as I say in the article, it is the airline's responsibility. If they say, oh, we'll just come back and pick it up at the airport when it's delivered, that is not okay. The airline is responsible for ultimately bringing the bag to you. I experienced this uh, with my wife down in Curacao in the Caribbean uh, back in 2014 where they had hired a contract worker to basically deliver our bags to us the day after we arrived. And it wound up not being a huge deal. But yeah, make sure that they have where you're staying so that they can deliver their bag, the bag to you. Let's talk a little bit about compensation and replacing the items that you need. Uh, I guess it's, you know, if it's those daily items. You don't get to go on a shopping spree is what <laughs> your article suggests, right? Yes, exactly. So first thing, once you've reported it, you have the claim, make sure that you have a reference number. Uh, That will often be different than the actual number on your baggage claim ticket. But once you have that, make sure that you ask what exactly you are allowed to purchase. Oftentimes, airlines will give you a little amenity kit with some of the essentials like a toothbrush and, you know, some shampoo and conditioner and stuff like that. But oftentimes, they will have a daily allowance as well where you can go and spend $50 or $60 or whatever it is on a change of clothes or if you need contact solution or whatever the case may be. Again, those are not – you can't go out and buy two bottles of wine to celebrate the (laughs) fact that the airline is, you know, taking you on a spending spree. So know what is covered and then what is – is, um, you know, what's a, uh, allow, what the limit is. And then also make sure that you investigate any uh, benefits that might come with your credit card. There are a number of credit cards that do offer baggage delay coverage that would be um, potentially longer than what an airline is willing to offer. So definitely want to pay attention to those policies as well. Lots of great advice. What to do when your luggage is delayed or lost by an airline? It's the title of a blog by Nick Ewan. He's the senior editor of The Point Sky, and you can find it on the Point Sky website, thepointsky.com. Great advice, Nick. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Well, if you're one of those people that gets stressed out over flying, the next time you fly, you might want to make it a more enjoyable experience by utilizing the offerings of a Plaza Premium Lounge. They're at various airports throughout Canada and around the world. So joining us now to tell us more about Plaza Premium Lounges is David Zaltzman. He's the Regional Director of Operations in Canada for Plaza Premium Lounges. The website is plazapremiumlounge.com. Hi, David. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Tell me about Plaza Premium Lounge. Uh, Where are you located? What do you do? All those things. 
Okay, perfect. So Plaza Premium Lounge, originally from Hong Kong, is now all over Canada, from uh, all the way from Toronto to Montreal to Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Vancouver. We proudly provide airport lounges services. So we are literally taking over the experience of the customers that want to elevate their time while they are in airport. Well, there is a old saying that the uh, half the fun of travel is the journey getting to where you're going, and this really helps out, doesn't it? It is, it is. But, you know, if you think about it, when you book your flight uh, and you are excited to go to the destination, no one's really thinking about the challenges on the way, especially today Mm -hmm. uh, during COVID. And as we're going out of COVID, there are a lot of challenges in airport. And I think this is where we are taking the customers and we're taking care of the experience to make it an unforgettable, especially when you're running, you know, to board, today people are no longer, today people are no longer running. You know, you used to do it, you used to see it a few years back, but today people are taking more consideration of the time in airport. They are looking what is available for them in airport, and especially they look around for services that will support their journey. So I'm not talking only about lounge, but I'm talking about, you know, how can I uh, limit the time waiting in lineup for security? Mm -hmm. How can I take the whole experience to more enjoyable, especially if you are not alone, especially if you are with kids or with elderly, you want to make a 100% enjoyable experience. Well, you got that right, especially with kids. <laughs> I'm one of those people that likes to get to the airport early. I've always been one of those kind of people, check in, get all your ducks in a row, and then just relax. So that's the, that's the kind of person you're looking for, right, to, to do exactly that. You're right. You know, uh, in today's world, you see more and more kids in lounge, and they know how to behave. They know what we expect. They are looking for the time in the lounge. And then, and today, so travelers are not uh, uh, concerned about the time of boarding. So you take enough time to come um, before the time of uh, boarding. So you make sure that you have whatever you can do in terms of uh, lineup and security, because we have few services that uh, really shorten the time for people to stand in line and security. But most of everything, I think it's about uh, providing a holistic uh, experience for all the travelers. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, coming to airport, it's, it's quite a stressful environment, especially today um, during COVID. So with all the lineups and check-in and security and luggage, so, so in busy restaurants, I think that this is where Plaza Premium Lounge is coming to the rescue of every customer. So getting into a space, really, Randy, when you're getting into a space where it is well-designed and you are impressed, you are calm, people are smiling at you, people are helping you, people are providing you food, beverage, and unlimited <laughs> amount. And more, and more than everything, you feel safe. I think that uh, we say more and more that in today's world, safety, is the new luxury. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because people are more concerned about their health, more concerned about the safety and lounge experience, especially when you have in Plaza a best-in-class service and you know that someone cares for you. So we thought of everything that would make the journey uh, to the boarding through the lounge 
make this journey enjoyable and safe to make sure that you are coming uh, relaxed to the to your seat in the airplane. So what's included? Like, what do I, what do I get? Now tell me about the overall experience, and then we'll talk about uh, one of your new lounges at the Toronto Pearson. Wonderful. So in Toronto Pearson, like any other uh, terminals, uh, lounges that we have, when you're coming to the lounge and you are getting into a serene place, first of all, it's the atmosphere. So no pressure, no lineup that you have outside. You're coming in, you're relaxed, you're giving a, you're giving a drink, you're checking in, you choose the food that you would like. So we have variety of foods, variety of beverages. Everything is completely free of charge for the customers. So just to remind you, Randy, if you, if you look a few years back, you used to either be a first-class passenger or you had like a million points mm-hmm. in order to get into the lounge. But this is not anymore. This is where Plaza Premium is providing a service to all passengers. We are available for passengers who want to elevate their um, experience, and they can either use their credit card with a supportive programs, or they are part of a program with the airline that allows them to go to Plaza Premium Lounge. Or you can just pay a very reasonable fee, get into the lounge, get your spouse, get your kids into the lounge and come in and enjoy the, um, the experience. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take it. With, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was, gonna, I was just going to mention that. It doesn't matter what airline you're flying with. This is, you know, you're an independent lounge. And the one question I was going to ask, like, you don't have to book ahead of time. I can, can I just show up? <laughs> It's, it's a very good. It's a very good question. So first of all, yes, you can show up definitely into the lounge. My recommendation, Randy, and I'm saying it to all your uh, listeners, is why not to book it in advance? Because you don't know how busy the airport would be. Mm-hmm. You don't know what restrictions would come in the next month or two weeks. True. So if you uh, secure your seat in the lounge, just go to PlazaPremiumLounge.com. You go to the airport you're going. You choose the space specific lounge that you want in the airport because we provide different uh, uh, lounges in every airport. Either you go to the, the U.S., so you're in the cross-border uh, terminal, or you go internationally, so you are you have to go to the international lounge, or if you fly domestically, you go to the domestic lounge. So you choose the lounge that you want, and you just secure your seat there, and this is a very easy way to even increase your um, sense of uh, serenity when you come to the lounge. Mm-hmm. And, and like you mentioned before at the beginning, you are in uh, airports across Canada, so uh, if you're flying from Edmonton or Calgary and you've got a connection in Toronto, you can kind of do both if you wanted to, uh, and really <laughs> expand your experience. It is very common that you see people that are, uh, they have uh, a stop, uh, on the way in a different city and they are going to the lounge because there is there's no better way that I know, Randy, if you have two or three hours to kill between uh, between two flights is to go to the lounge, is to just enjoy there and then go back to your tiny seat in the, in the <laughs> airplane and continue to your journey. But what we did, for example, in Toronto, Pearson Airport, for those who fly domestically, we opened a, a month ago a pre-security lounge. I want you to imagine something. You're going to the lounge, but you don't have to run through security. So you can sit either with friends or family or uh, yourself um, and sit in the, in the lounge. And then 
not only did you enjoy the lounge pre-security, but you also get a security fast track pass. So imagine you enjoy the lounge, and then you don't wait one minute in line just because you stayed in Plaza Premium Lounge, you're getting a fast track pass, and you go through security line with no waiting time. I like this that. Is, uh, something very cool. Yeah, this is something that we did uh, for, for everyone during the winter and the um, um, springtime in uh, Pearson Airport Domestic Lounge Terminal 1. We only have uh, about 30 seconds or so, but talk about your SkyTrack Awards on your website. There's a number of SkyTrack Awards, uh, COVID safety ratings, and, and you've been winning awards year after year for Best Independent Airport Lounge. I think that there is you know, nothing that we are proud of more than to be a leader in the industry, because this is our mission. Our mission is to make travel better and better, going from good to great, making every experience exceptional. And how, uh, how can you imagine that the industry leadership chose the plaza year over year over year to provide us the first place as we are recognized for anything that has to do with comfortable lounge, premium food, premium drinks, a best-in-class service, and this is why we are so recognized in the industry. It's Plaza Premium Lounge. You can try it your next time you fly. They're in airports all across Canada. Plaza, PlazaPremiumLounge.com is the website. And David Zaltzman is the Regional Director of Operations for Canada for Plaza Premium Lounge. It was uh, great chatting with you, David. Thank you. Anytime. Well, the next time you head to Arizona, you might want to take along travel writer Roger Naylor's latest book, Arizona's Scenic Roads and Hikes. It's a great source of information to help you get out and explore Arizona. And joining us now to tell us more about Arizona's scenic roads and hikes is the author, Roger Naylor. His website is rogernaylor.com. Hi, Roger. Hi, Randy. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Well, I think if you look at this book, uh, Arizona's Scenic Roads and Hikes, uh, do the roads kind of match the hikes? Like like if I, I take one of these scenic drives, which sound absolutely uh, wonderful, by the way, is there stops or places along the way where I can uh, get out and do a little bit of hiking too? Absolutely, because that's how I like to travel. I started the book features all 27 of Arizona's state-designated scenic and historic roads, including five national scenic byways. So they're all arranged by region, and I give you all the info you need, like route numbers, mileage, attractions, and activities along the way, places to eat and sleep. And then I match each road with some of my favorite hiking trails in that area along that route. So you're right there. You're driving, and just like you say, it's man, you're enjoying the beauty from the car. You're stopping and doing wonderful things. You're eating in little mom-and-pop diners, and then you want to get out and walk around. Well, you've got a few hiking trails to do that. So, yeah, they're all matched up together. Nice. And I think if you if you look at this book, there's more to Arizona than just desert, right? <laughs> 
Well, absolutely. That's one of the uh, the things that uh, you know, everything I write is uh, uh, kind of based on that fact. I mean, when it comes to uh, the travel and hiking possibilities, no state can match Arizona for sheer staggering diversity. I mean, Arizona is the only state where you can walk into one of the seven natural wonders of the world. And not far from Grand Canyon, you can hike amid alpine tundra, climbing to the summit of Humphreys Peak, Arizona's tallest mountain at 12,600. 33 feet. Did you know we Arizona actually has 26 peaks that are over 10,000 feet? We actually have more mountain peaks and summits than any other mountain state. Uh, sorry, Colorado. And, but Arizona is <laughs> the only state where you can hike into the Sonoran Desert. It's We certainly are very proud of our tall cactus desert. It's the luscious, most biologically diverse desert in the, uh, the world. We step outside and walk among cactus as tall as office buildings. But it's at the same time, the world's largest contiguous ponderosa pine forest stretches across Arizona. And despite being an arid state, this is where you'll find the largest and second largest man-made lake in the U.S., Lake Mead and Lake Powell. So uh, then you throw in the petrified forest, the painted desert, superstition mountains, Chiricahua National Monument, the White Mountains, Mugulon Rim, Monument Valley, Sycamore Canyon, 32 state parks, uh, 90 <laughs> wilderness areas, and so many more. I mean, when we go outside to play in Arizona, we're in the big leagues. I bet, yeah. Now, is, we're going to concentrate a bit on the hiking part of it. Uh, is hiking hiking? Like, if I'm a hiker, is it does it matter if I'm hiking as far as, you know, uh, basic uh, things that you need to know, whether I'm in Arizona or anywhere else? No, no. Hiking is hiking no matter where you go. Uh, you, you adapt to your terrain, of course. You know, in Arizona, the number one issue is always water. Always carry water, always drink water. Even, I mean, if you're here in wintertime, if you're out hiking the, in the desert today, it's going to be in the upper 60s, low 70s, very ideal. You're not going to get scorched. You're not going to uh, 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 die of heat stroke or anything like that. It's perfect, uh, ideal weather. But it's still drier than most people are used to. So, you know, drink water. Drink water before you hike. Drink a little water on your hike. And, of course, we have lots of sunshine, so wear a wide-brimmed hat, uh, sunglasses, slap on the sunscreen, all that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing, you know, a lot of people worry about in Arizona are rattlesnakes. And Arizona does have more species of rattlesnakes than any other uh, state. So uh, it's something to be aware of, but, again, not very common. The main thing is if you can see where you're, if you're staying on trail and you can always see where your hands and feet are, you don't have anything to worry about. Um, and they're not as common as you think. I average about a thousand miles per year and I usually see maybe one to three rattlesnakes uh, every year. Well, I'm good. I didn't see a single, a single one. So it's not like they're out there. They're not. Uh, they're not that common. They're not chasing us. Uh, they're not hunting us down for food. <laughs> you know, they want to avoid us. Um, if you are, are even, you know, the l- least little bit concerned, carry trekking poles that kind of widens your little safety zone. You're putting them out there and stuff. But you know, just keep an eye peeled. As long as you don't go off trail, as long as you're not bushwhacking and climbing around on rocks where you're just putting your hands where you can't see them, you're really in no danger. 
Uh, I'm going to assume that you're an expert hiker, and I am uh, what you would call a novice or beginner. So uh, did you sort of divide these up in the hikes I'm talking about uh, into uh, difficulty? Like if I just wanted to go for a nice hike or stroll for maybe an hour after doing one of these beautiful scenic drives or in the middle of one of these scenic drives, have you got those? And, and, and did you, you know, give something for everybody? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I try to be aware of that, uh, you know, just because, you know, I like uh, to hike for miles and miles. doesn't mean everybody does. So uh, most of the hikes in the book are, um, are easy. Uh, they're rated easy. Uh, there's uh, several that are moderate. Um, you know, there's one or two, there are a couple that are more strenuous. But this is mostly a, a, a book for road trips. This is a road trip Bible. This is a, a chance to get out and explore different areas and uh, get out and stretch your legs a little bit along the way. So most of the the, the uh, trails, I give you the, the length of the trail and the, kind of the rating, give you an idea of what you'll see along the way. So, yeah, there's plenty of uh, easy opportunities. You can go out for half an hour, an hour. Uh, a little longer if you want, uh, so you'll you'll get to everybody gets to enjoy it. Are there some favorites you go back to, and are they different at different times of the year? Oh, absolutely. The, one of the great things about Arizona is our amazing uh, diversity, because uh, you know, with the mountains and desert in such close proximity, you know, you can kind of have whatever season you want. Uh, you can, you know, warm up, you can cool off uh, in just a very short period of time. So it just depends on where you're you're traveling but uh yeah uh you know this time of year i love hiking down in the desert uh, around uh, phoenix and tucson and the southern deserts uh uh even where uh, i'm kind of in the central part of the state in the verde valley so i'm just minutes from sedona the red rock country of sedona has over 400 miles of hiking trails right among that for beginner hikers novice hikers uh, Sedona is one of the greatest gifts there are because it's you just walk out of your hotel room. There's so much visual beauty there. Every trail is such a jackpot of these uh, incredible uh, red rock formations uh, without much effort to be put into them. Uh, unlike you know some of the more rugged trains where you're climbing mountains or or hiking into the Grand Canyon, which is always spectacular. But you, then you got to hike back out of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah. which is a little tough. But Sedona is very user friendly uh easy on the knees uh so that's always a great starting point for people that want to just kind of start out hiking and uh uh, get uh used to it my four favorite hiking areas in the state are the grand canyon uh sedona the deserts around tucson and Chiricahua National Monument. That's sort of an unknown spot down in the southeast corner of the state that I always recommend uh people visit uh i think it's some of the best hiking it's uh, known as a world-class birding area too so you'll see some birders down there but it's uh an old volcanic area of the uh, wonderland of spires and hoodoos and columns and towers and balanced rocks and pinnacles and it's just amazing and they've got about 17 miles of trails so you can take some easier ones but you can also get a really nice workout and go back in there and uh, you'll see some amazing sights without the crowds the book is called Arizona's Scenic Roads and Hikes. I guess people just have to pick it up. They can get it from your website, though, right? They can uh, get it from my website if they're in the United States. Uh, it's also available on Amazon and in uh, uh, some stores in Arizona as well. But, uh, yeah, you can certainly visit uh, my uh, website and 
and uh, check it out. And that website is rogernaylor.com. Uh, he is a wealth of knowledge when it comes to Arizona, all things Arizona. Uh, and his latest book is Arizona's Scenic Roads and Hikes. Again, rogernaylor.com. Uh, it was always uh, fun to chat with you, Roger. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Randy. You take care. Hope to see you down here soon. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. Remember, this is the podcast version of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. You can find more information on the show at our website, theinformedtraveler.org. So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.org.